222. A brew battle. Yeah, that's right. So it's Mark <laughs> for number two, and we're doing another warm-up beer, man. Yeah, I love it. We're, we're going for it. So Mark had um, something specific he was talking to me about recently where he was just like, I want like a mint stout. Yeah. Where is it? So I was like, honestly, there's really not much out there. So, and you were just talking about it on the last episode with that, yeah, um, with, the, with the Ballast Victor, Point yeah, Victory, Victory at Sea High West Barrel Age. You were like, if there's some mint in there, it'd be perfect, which I agree. Um, so I wanted a, a, you know, a starter beer for, to satiate that, that thirst, if you will. I, I appreciate it. So what I have is uh, one of the Retributions by Duclaw Brewing. It is their Creme de Minthe Retribution, which is an imperial stout with Creme de Minthe aged in bourbon barrels. This one is aged in the bottle for two years now. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and the ABV is 11.5%. Uh, right before we started recording, Mark was asking, are they distributing this? I haven't seen it in a while. Uh they stopped altogether distributing retribution because they wanted to be able to keep the costs down for consumers. So there's one day every year <laughs> in November, it's like the beginning of November, like the first weekend, where they have Day of Retribution at Duclaw, and people can come and, you know, you can taste some of the retributions, you can taste the new stuff, you can taste a little bit of the old stuff, and they have bottles of the old stuff and, and cans and bottles of the new stuff that okay. you can buy and take, and... They haven't increased any pricing. Wow. They And I talked to the owner, Dave Benfield, and I was just like, you know you can take a little m- more money for your time. And he, he's like an old school type dude, and he was just like, he's like, man, I, I would feel bad. He's like, it's the same beer as it was. I would feel bad, you know, increasing the price just because it's older. Right. And I was like, well, it's really, really nice of you, honestly. I restaurant, like, you know? I was like, but just take like 50 cents yeah. per bottle or something. People aren't going to care that much. But nah, he doesn't want to. So it's a principal thing, and I, you know, I dig it. That's cool. So let's uh, take a take a look, a sniff, and a sip of this Black. creme de mint. Yeah, Dark. it's an imperial style. Yeah, so. You cannot see anything. Not too much of a head. The bubbles are large yeah, on lot, the head. A lot of bubbles. Not much, um, much of a head at all, yeah. really. What does it smell like? Wow, that's mint. Yeah, I smell that. That's like that's good ass mint that's, too. That's yeah. That's the. It's kind of like it smells like I'm creamy you, the, mint. Well, I mean, creme mint. Like, yeah. Like, I have a feeling I'm going to greatly enjoy this. Yeah, because it's you know. I smell a little bit of the chocolate coming in after the mint, but mm-hmm. it's like so much mint. Like I just those Andes chocolates, it's yeah. The, uh, which I just had two before I came over here, so that's that's the the smell that I get from it. Yeah, it's, it smells like those melted down right. with some bourbony booziness. Oh yeah, there. there's absolute booziness in this. Oh, it smells really good. I'm, I'm gonna drink it. So I have had this beer before, but it's been at least a year, I think. So. good um there's the mint there's chocolate there's the alcohol mm-hmm. oh boy yeah the bourbon Ooh, yeah there's a there's a good astringency that kind of kicks you at the end but it's not too much because i feel like the mint kind of handles it from mm. getting out of control uh, it does it absolutely do they make this not barrel aged just creme de mint like no okay unfortunately no 
Because I would buy that. Mm-hmm. Just an Imperial stout with creme de menthe. Right. Yeah, I'd buy that. I, I'm a, I am a fan, Cause, like cause you. that takes too much booziness, kind of takes it down just a bit for me. It's very good, but if it was less alcohol, a little bit more smooth creaminess, that yeah. it would be a home run. Still yeah. very good, though. Yeah. And I will say that um, I remember having this at least a year or so ago, and it, it had, it seemed to have more of a... Um, of a significant body to it. Okay. Like, I feel like over time in, in the bottle, it's just, it's thinning out a little bit, I which see that. it's not a problem. Like the body's fine as it is right now, but I'm just saying in comparison, mm. it used to be a little thicker, a little bit creamier for that reason. Uh, so I'd like it better younger, but it's still, it's very a nice, enjoyable it's a nice beer, beer. Mm-hmm. but not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. Someone drank this beer that hasn't really had, you know, I, I think the uh, kind of out of breath from it to be honest <laughs> with you. It's 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 burning the back of my throat. I think the barrel aged um, victory at sea kind of allowed your palate to handle it a little bit better. A- absolutely. Like so, if this yeah. was the first beer I drank, I don't know if I'd be able to. <laughs> to be like, it's very good <gasps> though, but yeah, understand good. what you're getting into with it. Eleven point five. That sounds about right. So I will say that um, I'm not as much of a fan of the new retributions that Duclaw put out this year because we did go to Day of Retribution. Okay. And what kind? Um, what flavors? You know, uh, they had a re- just a regular retribution. Right, right. They had a apple brandy barrel retribution, mm. which I didn't really care for. Yeah, and then it wasn't bad. It was yeah. just I wasn't. It, I didn't particularly like it. Uh, and then they had a. Um, Chocolate salted caramel cookie one. That sounds good. But I did like that, actually. Okay. We bought a little bit of that one. That one was nice. My my main problem with the retribution, the newer retributions was just that it's an issue of comparison to the old ones. Yeah, I remember the pumpkin one being very good. Oh, yeah. Well, and this is the thing. It's like it was – the new ones are thin. Okay. The the body's really thin Right, and, and you them. can see that. Like the head is non-existent. Let's be honest. It – Besides oh, well, the big bubbles. This is one of the old ones. Oh, actually. is it really? Yeah, so this is one of the old ones. So think thinner than that. Wow. Yeah, it's... So there's not So much. it just... It's not what you want for a barrel like, aged beer. you feel like beer. they changed the recipe for Retribution in general, or is it just the, the flavors that they... I don't with? know, but it's a different head brewer, okay. who I think does a really good job there. It's did you just, not have the regular Retribution when you were there? No, I did. Okay. I, I tried like, all the new stuff. Thinner. It just... Yeah, it was all thinner... And that's kind of what I, I didn't like about it as much. But it's hard because it's a different brewer. Like mm-hmm. um, when um, – why am I blank? Jim Wagner was there who had been the brewer, head brewer for Duclaw for a, quite a while. He was making Retribution. It was amazing. Like I, I love it every single year. And that's why I was glad they still had some of the old ones there that were Jim's beers because I just mainly bought that. And then the chocolate salted caramel cookie one because that one – the flavors in that were really mm-hmm. nice. So good job on that, Brandon Stanko, because those are nice flavors. Um, but, you know, it's just a hard thing because it's a comparison situation oh, yeah, where yeah, I'm it's... like, I love this older stuff so much, and this just, it isn't the same. So, yeah. you know, but, you know, it's still good stuff. It's just, I don't like it as much. Uh, sorry. But, you know, there's always next year, and we'll see. Yeah. They can fine-tune things. You never know. So for the topic for this episode, we're going to talk about... 
something that I didn't know about until like a week ago. Uh, listener, longtime listener, and sometimes guest on the show, Kyle Norman, texted me and said, Hey, did you know that Tired Hands Brewing will ship you beer from their website? And I was like, what? No. So I looked into it, and yes, Tired Hands Brewing out of Pennsylvania, I think they're out of Ardmore, will have some beer shipped to you if you buy through their website. Well, let me change that. It's a link to another website where you can buy through and have it shipped. Yeah, so they are personally not shipping it. It, They're going through someone else called Dudley Direct who is handling it. So, and the other thing to to emphasize on this is it's not their really popular stuff, like just their hoppy things and their milkshake IPAs and stuff like that. It's not that stuff, which is their cans. It's their large format, like 750 milliliter bottles of like their wild ales, you know, their sour beers, their funky Brett beers, stuff like that, which doesn't sell as hotly as their hoppy stuff and all that. So it makes sense in, in that, well, it makes sense in that. Trying to find another avenue, revenue stream for their, you know, lesser selling. Yeah. Stuff it makes sense, but this is but I mean, only being able to ship to one state. It's like you know, right? Yeah, and that you know that's that a good limits. point. That's a good point. Is that they can't ship outside of Pennsylvania? Right. They just can't. And so there's actually a, a frequent frequently asked questions portion on the Dudley Direct site, which is dudleydirect.tiredhands.com. So I guess they might have it for other breweries. Actually, I should look at that. Yeah, I'll look could. at that while we're talking, but. Um, one of the frequently asked questions is who will be shipping my package? And this is something that Mark had asked before we started podcasting is who's actually doing it. Cause I know that you can't, you know, you can't like ship a beer to other people right. through like the U S postal service or anything. Um, so they say we are not able to use the big parcel companies to ship beer. So we are partnering with quick courier service, a company just up the road from us in Plymouth meeting, Pennsylvania. Interesting. So, so that's they're why their they own can't career. sell. That's why they can't ship outside of Pennsylvania because the courier service probably yeah. doesn't go outside the state. Right, right, right. And I assume they're small. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I know is that these courier services like FedEx and UPS can ship alcohol if they want to. They can do that um, because I, I have known them to um, – to ship, like, work with wineries and ship mm-hmm. wine, uh, online liquor stores they've worked with to ship wine, beer, and spirits, all that kind of stuff. So they can do it, but a lot of a lot of times, from what I understand, they're hesitant to do it because there's high breakage possibility. Yeah, and that I Stuff like that, so. Um, so we're, you know, I don't think anytime soon we're really going to be seeing breweries being able to ship to you through, like, FedEx or UPS or whatever. So... These things like Dudley Direct would be the only way we can get that going. So whether it's them specifically or other companies that pop up in states like that, you know, I think that's what we're stuck with. But I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a step forward for companies, you know, to find these smaller courier services. Granted, they're, you know, only in said state, but, you know, perhaps they can expand and we can get rid of the stigma of beers being, you know, for alcoholics, and we don't want to ship this. And yeah, they well, and that's something we talked about before we started podcasting. <laughs> is that with 
how how much easier it is to get wine shipped to right. you than anything else. It's kind of this perception that people who drink wine are just connoisseurs, and they're not alcoholics, but people who drink beer just boozers. Right. So that's the reason that they're less likely to be shipping from breweries, but... I think they should relook at that. I know at one point the U.S. Postal Service was looking at allowing it to happen. I mean, it's more revenue for them. So, right. So, I mean, I understand the breakage portion, but that's why you have insurance and, you know, specific carriers. And, you know, if you can sell medication that's comes in, you know, a multitude of ice packs to keep frozen, you can't ship beer, you yeah. know. Well, yeah, and and to that point, um, all these like food services like oh, Blue yeah. Apron and Sunbasket and stuff like that, where you know they're shipping all this dry ice and the yeah. and meat and you know all this stuff like that's got to be a pain. Yeah, especially yeah. if you know like a box sits too long somewhere. There's no more dry ice and there's like meat juice leaking onto other packages. Not saying that that's happened, but could have. But yeah. Um, I guess my – when I looked into this, I, my first thought was, that's cool. I wish we could get something like that because I'd love to be able to buy directly from like a Burley Oak. You know, they're yeah. in my state. I could drive there, but it's going to take me hours. Right. And I don't want to do that. So if I could just buy some of their stuff and have – you know, I'm sure you're going to pay somewhat of a premium for and, it to happen. Right, but. and that's fine if you're getting something directly to your house, you know. That's, that's what you pay them for. I will gladly pay some extra money to not have to drive like six hours between. Yeah, which the, is going to cost back. you gas, you know. Yeah, it's going to cost you just as much anyway. And your sanity will yeah, cost that, you that, that as true. well. That true. I hate driving for a long time yeah. in the car. I'm just hey, that, a 15 hour drive to Florida. It's too much, you know. Yeah, I can't believe you do with that. A four four year old. I mean, granted, it's overnight, and it's like, but yeah. that if you've ever been like that North Carolina Georgia 95, it's just nothingness outside of one south, you know, the south on the border, weird thing. And then it's just nothingness. So, you know, four in the morning, it's, uh, <laughs> am I going to fall asleep? But Not yeah. making it. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so. The, um, whole, the whole just dichotomy of beer and just the, the, the limits you have of getting it, it's it's weird. And it, yep. it sh- and I understand maybe it takes away from the liquor stores if you could have beer it does. delivered to you, but you know if, it, if they're not getting it, yeah, then how else are you going to get it? Yeah, it's definitely something that the liquor stores and beer slash alcohol distributors would not like at all, right? Because they're getting cut out of those profits. But at the same time, it's already allowed for breweries to sell direct. You know, this is why you have all these, like, beer release events where people come and stand in line mm. to get cans of beer, bottles of beer, whatever, that are, you know, highly sought after. This is just that next step of giving the ability for people who can't make that drive and stand in line to be able to get it delivered to their door. Oh, yeah. Um, so. It'll all eventually happen. I mean, we're seeing breweries open locally around here because of the laws passed and and. I, you know, it's certainly evolving to where this is being looked at yeah. as, you know, something that is on the level of wine. But really, they've always been kind of that way. You know, there's cheap wine, there's cheap beer, there's expensive wine, there's expensive beer. I mean, it exists. They just need to realize that, you yeah. know. Well, what it comes down to is uh, you need the right advocates with political clout to get involved and push these types of things. 
I fully believe that, you know, that was handled some time ago for the wine industry. And now that needs to happen for the beer industry. And I will say that within Maryland specifically, uh, Comptroller Peter Francho is actually doing a lot for craft beer. Uh, And it's more of like empowering the individual craft breweries to be able to make more revenue and set a lot more of their their own rules as far as like what hours they can be open and what how much they're going to make and and sell directly. So for that reason, that's progress for us. I think we're getting there. You know what I mean? But but that's on but that's on the state level. Oh, yeah. You know, we I'm like what we really need is someone on a national level. level Yeah, federal level to take that further and, you know, make it happen. Well, the government shut down, so what are you going to do, right? Yeah. At the moment when we're, when we're recording <laughs> right. this, that is well, It'll probably be shut down by the time this airs, too. That's possible. I don't yeah. know. Well, again, I'm just saying it. Yeah. Uh, but the something to point out as we're talking about, like, pushing, you know, pushing the envelope more and making it even better for the craft beer industry, there are still dry counties in states like Alabama. Like... Because it's funny because we're here, like, thinking about the next step of something that... Right, and like, they can't even get beer. Right. It's it's just like, we should feel th- thankful is where I'm going with that. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah where we are. it's, you know, it's just the whole era. You know what I mean? Like, certain places live in a different era, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's... Perception is yeah, as, as long as, and as long as who controls that lives in that era, it's going to mm-hmm. stay that way. So, yeah, yeah perception is very different depending on wherever you are. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I guess you know, we're kind of a middling state where we're yeah. getting there, but at least at least we're not you know Alabama. So. Yeah, yeah, or Mississippi. Mississippi's kind of in the same boat mm. with their mm. beer laws. So, catch up, fellas. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. All right. So I feel like I don't really have anything else to yeah, say about let's, that. Let's drink some beers. Um, oh, and I while we were talking, I did look. There's no other, like, uh, main website for Dudley Direct. They only have the Tired Hands one. Oh, uh, okay. So I think they're only working with Tired Hands at the moment, but maybe they're looking to get involved with other breweries. I'm telling you, Amazon, you <sighs> know, why can't – I mean, I understand. I'm sure they want to. But, you know. I'm sure Amazon they, would love they to. Prime delivery, two days, and you have your beer. I'm just, you know. I'll say I, I try not to shop through Amazon. Oh, I look. I get just because. Yeah. You know, too big. They're it's, too big of a company. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you know how. But I'll say if it helps or, spread, you know, beer or you know multitudes of beer across yeah. the state. Then while I understand it's a major company, maybe it, you know, it'll help. In a certain sense, but hey. Yeah. It's just... Who knows what is around the corner? Yeah. We'll find out. And who knows what's around the corner with mystery beers? That's true. You like that segue? That's that a, good a good one. one. <laughs> That's a great segue. Could be great, could be bad. Yeah. All right, so the first one is very orange. Orange and hazy. I yeah. cannot see anything but a shadow on the yeah. other side. It doesn't look like orange juice or anything, but I can't no, see through it. So I'm assuming hoppy. Orange. Oh, I already smelled it. It's oh yeah. It it, it hits Whoa. you in the mouth. Absolutely. Okay. It's got. Whew, it's got that. Uh, that it smells familiar. Oh yeah, that typical IPA. Well, no, it smells like a Trogues product to me. Why Trogues? So I've talked about this. It's been a while since I have okay. talked about it on the podcast. But as a reminder. Um, 
for me, when I smell certain beers, they smell Trogues-esque because all of Trogues hoppy beers have like a candy Smarties smell. It's like citrus that. candied Smarties, and they like so you're going all with have that. Miss. I'm not saying it necessarily would be, but I am saying it, it reminds be. me of that. That's that smell. Like it, it's a nice. It's a very good IPA smell. Yeah, it's, not not much that weird perm like. Right. Uh, it's a little bit resiny. It's plenty of like orange, yeah, bright orange, orange citrus. and lemon, citrusy. Yeah, a little bit of lemon. Hay, I'd say. Pine, a little pine as well. Yep. That smells good. And uh, actually, it also reminds me a little bit of. Um, they also have that type of smell with a certain beer. Uh, RAR Brewing out of Cambridge, Maryland, their, oh, what was this, Nanakook Nectar IPA has that type of smell like Trogues. So it smells like it could be that, could be Trogues IPA. It smells good. It's very sweet. I definitely get that sweet smell to it. Yeah, there's a lot of like a sugary sweetness on the end of each sniff. It smells good. It tastes good. Very smooth. Whoa, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Not very hoppy, not very astringent, so definitely lower ABV. That's really good. There's some bitterness there, but it's not a crazy amount of bitterness. It is like, once again, like in the last episode, the hoppiness is like a darker, like more sugary citrus flavor. It is kind of sugary to me. Oh, absolutely. There's a decent maltiness. There's some pine in there as well. It's very sweet when it hits your um, yeah. the back of your throat. Not much aftertaste, you know. I mean, it tastes like a hop candy. That's true. You it, know, a little too much sugar for me. Um, but yeah, right. it does become it does be, start to become a little too but, sweet. As you keep like sipping it. For someone to be introduced to IPAs, this would be really good because, yeah. you know, they get the hops, but maybe not the, the astringency of the alcohol or, you know, sometimes hops can be very overpowering. Yeah. So, but this, this, this isn't bad. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's not, it's not like a New England style IPA, but it's kind of not super far from it because the bitterness is so subdued. And I enjoyed just, it. Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be hard to... I mean, I could drink... It's a, good. Yeah. I could drink a bottle of it. it I mean, it's... it's. I don't love it, because it's not my thing, but like you said, like, to a new IPA drinker, yeah, surprise it's definitely awesome. Mm. All right. So, let's check out B. Dark. Um, I'd say this is probably a straight-up porter. Cause yeah, because it's it dark, the but then yeah, you look to the light, you can kind of see a brown. Like You can see straight through it if you look at an angle. Yeah, if you have enough light through it, you can yeah. see through it. Um, a little bit of reddish in the in the right angle. Kind of red-looking, which just looks like a straight porter to me. Yeah, a little so. brown on top, a little tan on top. What the? F- bit of a head. Oh, I know what that smell is. Oh, wow, that's caramel, right? No? I could see vanilla. Caramel. I could see caramel. Yeah, it could be caramel and vanilla, but to me, it comes off kind of butterscotch. Oh, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. That's definitely butterscotch, which actually can wow. be an imperfection in a beer, like that butterscotch. But maybe it's not because it because it's buttery, which would be diacetyl. 
So maybe it smells good know, though. Maybe I mean, it's got if they're going flavor. for butterscotch, they definitely hit it. It it honestly, it's it yeah, it smells good. It does smell good. Very sweet. Yeah, it's kind of it's like very a sugary. Yeah, I get no sort of alcohol, and that that really overpowers everything. The the more I smell it, it's kind of like a shortbread cookie. You know, I was getting Christmassy. If that yeah. like this might be a holiday beer. Yes, I could definitely see that. It, it's it reminds me of a shortbread cookie, yeah, which sure. with that kind of like buttery mm-hmm. butterscotchy, it's like a you know maybe caramel crusted vanilla shortbread cookie porter or something. I mean, it smells good. Yeah, it smells thin though, which would make sense if it's just a straight porter because that's kind of how they are. It's very thin, and there's not much of a flavor profile at all. It's just kind of it's smooth for sure, but kind of like that. I, I still get the butterscotch. Yeah, that's definitely there. Um, but I don't know if that they're going for butterscotch. That's my thing. Like, So, okay, so here's what it's starting to I to think it's going like. to be some kind of salted caramel some holiday something. Yes. That's my guess. Well, I, I do feel like it tastes like salted caramel something. Yeah. Uh, when I'm tasting it as opposed to smelling it, I know I was saying I was smelling a lot of butterscotch. I don't taste it so much as butterscotch as what you were saying. You smelled first caramel, and it does smell like or it's definitely like vanilla caramel. But low ABV, not much aftertaste. Um, it's a good beer. Um, I like the flavor it's on this. Not complex at all. I mean, it's that pretty much that one note, and then it's gone. Yeah, it's a few notes. Really? I mean, I, I mean, I taste the vanilla, the caramel, but outside of that. Yeah, it's it is like a like salted caramel, but I don't know. Like it may be an imperfection or it may be intentional, but that like butter is in there and it's creamy. It did. Whether whether that butter is intentional or not, it's good in the beer. So I'm down. Did you make <laughs> a mistake and it was a good mistake? <laughs> That's happened before with beers. I've had beers like that where like they were accidentally infected and they actually tasted awesome. I mean, it smells it. milky too. Mm-hmm. Creamy. Well, I think it's like a, yeah, like a creamy caramel, you know. And you know it's going to have coffee. It's going to be some weird coffee caramel porter. I mean, I don't smell smell it, but there's going to be some kind of flavor that I don't taste at all, whether it's coffee or chocolate or something like yeah. that. But it reminds me of the specific flavor of caramel I get out of a Girl Scout Samoa cookie. That makes sense. Or is there known as now caramel delights? That's what they so call. So I them. guess it's sort of a high fructose corn syrup caramel. You know? What yeah, I mean? kind like of. A, yeah, yeah. But with some butteriness, with like with like a nice buttery shortbread cookie under it. It's yeah, I, I have a feeling this is gonna. It's gotta be a holiday I like, something. I, I like yeah. it. I like it actually more than I thought I would based on the smell. Yeah, I like it quite a bit to be honest. And at first, I was kind of like, oh man, I feel like I want more of a body. But as I keep sipping it, I'm like, it doesn't need one. Yeah, no, I'm good with it actually because the flavors aren't like overbearing. Yeah, you know they're. I wouldn't say they're quite delicate, but they're also not, like, punchy in the face and, like, super aggressive. So you don't really need that. It smells really good. Body. I mean, me personally. Like, yeah. if you gave this to somebody, like, if I gave it to my wife, she would say, oh, it smells good. She probably wouldn't like it to drink it, but smell it. It's got a I good, love, uh... 
I like it. It does kind of a little bit remind me of, because thinking of Retribution, that salted chocolate salted caramel cookie Retribution. Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, even with the body. As you can About see, I same. drank quite a bit of it, so I guess... Oh, no, it's like good. It. Yeah. It's good. If it's high alcohol, that's dangerous as hell. Oh, and then... Because you can't, can't taste be. it. It can't be. Yeah, I wouldn't think. I hope not. Okay, so what... Uh, I would probably buy that beer. Yeah, it, no, it's definitely good. So so it's one where, like, if you feel like you're in, into a dark beer mood, but you don't want to, like, struggle with a heavy beer, that's... Like, you can get those flavors, but it's not heavy. Yeah. So it's good for that reason. All right. I'm retasting A. Yeah, me too. I think after B, it takes a little bit of the of the sugariness yeah. off of it, but it's still pretty sugary. I like A. Like, I, I like it for someone who wants to get introduced for something. So I'll take it in that regard. Sure. I won't take it as something I would want to buy again. Yeah. Period. I'm gonna put a three on A. I would have given it a four, but that the sugariness—it's too much for me. So I'm giving it a three. I'll give it a four. Okay. Well, we'll split the difference there. Overall, three and a half. So yeah. B. Uh, I could smell that all day, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm surprised. I use it as a cologne. I'm surprised with what I, how I dig this. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm impressed. Okay, so overall 5.5. Pretty good. So B, the winner overall 5.5. A, the loser with a 3.5, but that's still not that bad. Yeah. It's... Um, all right. So A. Both drinkable beers, for sure. A, overall 3.5 is, what the heck is this? Oh, Fat Orange Cat, which orange. I believe, excuse me, which I believe is contract brewed. Let me verify that real quick. Yes, Brewed and canned for Fat Orange Cat Brew Company by Dor- Dorchester Brewing Company out of Boston, Massachusetts. This is their Someone in My Head New England IPA. Well, you said New England. I said it didn't quite seem like it, but like the the much less bitterness. Like, Close enough. But here's the thing. This is an improper New England style IPA, so? okay. in my opinion, because there's usually a lot more of a juiciness to it. And that, of a that sweetness yeah. is out of kilter I mean, for that. I get the orange now, but... Um, it is 8.75% alcohol, which I would not think. That's... I'll, I'll, I'll give it credit for that. It hides the alcohol very well. I agree. Yeah, I, I'll give it credit for that, too. And there's, like... The can art's like a kid okay. drew a picture of a cat, kind of. It's cool. It's fine. But, yeah. Not, not, you know, it's it's decent. That's that's impressive for how well it hit the. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I'd probably give it another point up for that. All right, now let's see what B is. B winner overall five point five is. Holy shit! Oh my god, I can't believe I like this so much. So it's by Shiner. Oh wow! Shine, it, you know Shiner box like super well known. Uh, mm-hmm. It's. Actually done by Spitzel Brewery out of Shiner, Texas. And it is the Shiner S'more Chocolate and Marshmallow Ale. And it is 5%. 5% definitely makes sense. Super sessionable. Um, marshmallow. Okay. I mean, when it's good, it's good. Yeah. And it's good. Uh, you would never achieved. think about picking that up. But no. Hey, you know. 
legit, if I saw that on the shelf, I would just be like, Shiner, I don't need to try it. But but it was brewed by somebody else. Correct? Well, I think I think Shiner's just the brand. Oh, okay. And Spatzel Brewery's the brewery. Uh, but they, um, th- this is an instance, actually, cinnamon where... Cinnamon and caramel. So we got the oh, caramel, no cinnamon. Yeah, that's that, well, that's subtle hints of graham cracker and vanilla. Sure. So you said a sh- gingerbread cookie. Yeah, yeah. So I said shortbread. Yeah. Well, but. shortbread and close enough to graham cracker, mm-hmm. vanilla, which we said, and the caramel. Like yeah. So yeah, this is an instance of um, the prime example why we do this podcast, because otherwise I wasn't going to try this beer, and I quite like it. So good on them, Shiner. Yeah, good you job. Done it. Don't taste any marshmallow though, but I mean, I guess marshmallow is just sugar, so. That's where, you know, that sugar sort of vanilla flavor comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, That's what, yeah. Yeah, to me, marshmallow is like, and it vanilla kind of. Yeah. Marshmallow and vanilla are interchangeable, basically, so. All right, well, um, good times, and I think we're doing one more. Yeah. Uh, there will not be a warm-up beer for that, just so people know. We'll just keep sipping Go. on whatever we have if we want to. And thank you, everyone, for checking this out. Thank you, Mark. And until thank next you. time. Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.